This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John Ponting in Cricklade and Kieran Moore has vanished off my screen. I'm still here. It's all right. I'm just smacking my mic around. He's there. It's all good. Hello, Kieran. How are we doing, bud? Very good. Thank you. Very good. Now, the uh, purpose of the show, if you're new to Sheer Isolation, we promote and encourage uh, people to go and explore the music and art scene across the West of England. And we'll play a couple of tracks in the next half hour. And we're also talking to an absolutely fascinating guest, someone who upcycles dead pianos and makes more musical instruments out of them. So that's Dom Allen from Scavenger Music. Really, really fascinating chat. Great find, Kieran. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, completely new to me. So it was one of those ones I took a punt on it and it's panned out quite nicely. Mm. Uh, in terms of gigs in the last week, Karen, I've, I've been uh, out of the country, so I've been gig free. But what have you been up to? Well, I, I've been, I, I, you know what? I went to a gig that wasn't my own, John, and it's the nicest feeling. Um, I went to Bath uh, just last night. No, wasn't it? What day are we? We're a generic day because we go out on all kinds of days. I know. Well, OK. Monday night, I went out to Bath to the Comedia to go uh, watch Carsick, John. Um, I don't know if you've seen them yet, but oh my God, they are laying waste to the whole opposition. They are absolutely sensational indie rock band um, from Salisbury, technically. Um, one of our previous guests covered them in her fanzine a few weeks back in pseudonym. Uh, this band are just absolutely sensational, John. They are destined for huge, big things. But anyway, I took a bunch of teenagers out with me. So they were due to go on first. They actually ended up going on second. And I didn't bring these kids back on a school night until about, I don't know, half past 11. So I don't think their parents are very happy with me. But nevertheless, we had some core memories made there. And Comedia in Bath is the only place where um, my son gets greeted like a celebrity and I get completely ignored. So it was an absolutely wonderful night out. We had a great time. Karsik, again, giving them a big shout out. They are going to be huge. Yeah, we've been talking about them quite a lot. So that's a, definitely a local band to look out for. Thank you for that, Kieran. Uh, we will move on to our first track of, uh, of the show. And uh, you have chosen a, a band called The People Versus. I don't know them. People Versus. So this is, came from a friend of mine who, like, keyboard at me at, Kieran, book them. Kieran, book them. Uh, they're from Oxford. They're a five piece and they're like really lush harmonies. They're kind of really like poppy, like 80s pop, but no synthesizers, like proper pop. I don't know how to describe it, but there's a definitely a sort of really traditional songwriting core there and some really wonderfully folky stuff underneath. Almost Kate Bush-esque in places. I really, really, really rate them. This is a song called Witch, which is an absolute earworm. Once it's in your ear, it's really hard to get the melody out. But they're doing a massive tour in the uh, autumn this year. But before that, they're doing every damn festival going. They're literally playing everywhere. So the chances are you'll get to see them over the summer. And then when you want to, when, when you're ready to go and catch their tour later in this year, particularly the town hall in Trowbridge is where I will be. So this is The People Versus and a song called Witch.
track is Witch. It is by The People Versus. And uh, as Kieran said, you can find them playing at pretty much every festival uh, this coming summer. So look out for them. Time for product placement if you got some, Kieran. <laughs> I'm so rubbish. I've got loads, just not in the attic with me. Um, it's in my car and I'm playing it, uh, John. It's in my car and I'm playing it. However, I've got some really cool flyers, but they're not here either. So it's all just going to have to wait for a week, John. Fine. That will wait till next week. <laughs> um, we will we will fill the next two minutes with something else. No, we'll talk about uh, this week's guest because I was absolutely fascinated. I barely said a word because I was just listening to, to what the guy said. So it's Dom Allen. He's set up a company called Scavenger Music. He also works out of the uh, music shop in Westbury. Is it all instruments? All instruments. That's correct. Yeah. On the way to Warminster. Yeah. So it, it, it's incredible to, to think, yeah, if, if you've got a, a, like a basic engineering and basic woodwork background, why not take a big lump of wood and make little bits of wood out of it? As in, take a big instrument, make some little instruments. I think, you know, even that is a, as a concept. God, how much things do we throw away that can be turned into something else? But wood's a really good example of that, especially with hardwood, like mahogany, which takes a long time to grow, costs a lot of money off the shelf. And in a lot of instances, it's just sat there lying around waiting to be used. So, yeah, really, really great that he's found a niche for himself. Um, very, very cool dude indeed. Mm. so if there's any musicians out there who are looking for that uh, new 
unique guitar. Have a listen to this and get in touch with this dude. Absolute legend. A, a lady had put a post in one of the Wiltshire music pages about a chap who created instruments from other instruments, or more specifically, guitars from pianos. And I thought, well, this is quite interesting. I have to have a conversation about this. So tell us, what on earth do you do? I make guitars like this one uh, of uh, pianos when they no longer work. Wow. I mean, that looks absolutely gorgeous. Talk us through it. Well, it's all made of bits of old piano. And as most of the pianos I use are pre-1920, all of the wood you see here is 100 years old. Wow. Uh, or the body is, is poplar with a mahogany veneer on the front. The only bit of wood that isn't reclaimed is that bit round the edge. You can see that on there, that white bit. That's yeah. flame maple, and I buy that in. Uh, but everything else is reclaimed. The black dots on the neck are turned from the ebony keys. The neck is walnut. That neck came from part of a grand piano lid from a company called the Aeolian Piano Company. I looked them up. They ceased trading in 1935. <laughs> so it's all really old. But the, the main thing is, essentially, I'm using something that would end up in landfill. So let's just be clear on this, right? So you're not breaking instruments that work. You're taking no. instruments that are already dead, already broken, lost their lease of life, and yeah. you're recreating music with them. Yes, essentially a piano, there's a, a certain thing, particularly with an upright piano, where the tuning pins go in, that's called the plank. When the yeah. plank wears out, the only way to replace it is to lever the entire case apart, replace all the strings, all the pins, the plank, put the whole thing back together again. And it costs far more to do that than 99% of upright pianos is worth. I work three days a week in a piano shop and they take things in part exchange. They take the old one away. Someone right. gets a piano tuner in, the tuner says this piano will no longer take a tuning. If you can't tune it, it's not a musical instrument. It's a wooden box with a lump of cast iron in it. So they take it away and I get to take all the bits of wood off it. I mean, that sounds absolutely magnificent. So effectively, you've got constantly got your your workshop, your, your, the equipment you require to make it is constantly coming in. Yeah, yeah. I have to give them a plug. All instruments in Westbury, they are my source of pianos. I know all instruments. I often drive past it on my way to Warminster. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the guitar tech there. I mean, so, okay, so what, where, where did this inspiration come from? I mean, you can't just see, a, you know, an old piano and think, I'll make a guitar out of that. There must have been something more. Um, I saw an old piano and thought I could make a guitar out of that. <laughs> Essentially, because we were scrapping pianos all the time. I've, I've been working for them on and off uh, in various guises since 2000, so nearly 20 years. Wow. And even in the early days, whenever they scrapped a piano, I would often take some of the bits away. I don't think you see that bit behind me with the piano, with the guitars hanging off it. That's what they call a top door. And they often yeah. look really pretty. They've got lovely marquetry on stuff. So I, had, I was taking them home thinking, oh, we'll do something with them. And I built up quite a few of these things. And yeah, the first time I, I used one was I made a thing to put my guitars on, hung, hung on the wall. I thought that looked quite nice. And I'd messed about making guitars from sort of out, assembling them out of spare parts and stuff for years. And then it, it just sort of occurred to me, I'd done all of the operations to make a guitar from scratch, but just not all on the same instrument at the same time. So a few years ago, 2018, I made that, my very first one, short scale bass guitar. So I'm primarily a bass player, really, but I, I do play guitar as well. And it just took off from there. 
how, how many pianos does it take to make a guitar? Or how many uh, guitars can you get out of one piano? <laughs> uh, the problem is 90% or more pianos are poplar with usually mahogany veneer on top. Poplar is, it's good for bodies and nothing much else. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a rather sort of dull looking, not particularly hard, but right. easy to work wood. So for necks, when you get a piano that's made, say, of solid mahogany or oak or sapili, I keep those bits aside to make necks and fretboards. And so I tend to make the bodies out of poplar. So each guitar is made from at least at least two pianos, usually usually three, four, even five. Wow. So um, do you design the guitars yourself or you, you work into preset templates or are they every single one bespoke? Mostly I am making guitars to classic designs. It started out, uh, I'm a Telecaster nut. If you don't know about electric guitars, the Telecaster is one of the, I think it was the very first mass production electric guitar. And it does what it says on the tin. It's brutal, primitive, but it does it so well. It, it does less things, but it does them better. And that's what I wanted to make. I bought a set of plans off the internet and having a sort of light engineering background, I made myself a Telecaster. And how long do they take to make? Uh, I estimate about 40 hours. You know what? That's, that's less than I thought you were going to say. Most of the time goes in on the neck. Right. That probably takes longer to make, probably twice as long to make as the body. That's a sapili neck with a beechwood fretboard. Very nice. Uh, but, but particularly a solid electric guitar body is just a lump of wood with strategically placed holes. So it's relatively straightforward. There's, yeah, it's pretty straight. Yeah, it's not, and particularly Fender designs, they were designed to be made by sort of semi-skilled operatives with routers and templates and stuff. They were right. designed to be mass produced. He wasn't a guitar maker. He was an electronic right. that ended up making guitars. And he approached everything completely differently. And Fender guitars weren't built like any other guitar at the time. Right. I mean, the idea of bolting a neck on is, was unheard of until Fender did it. Really? And all these things are now completely standard, but back in 1950, whenever, it was yeah. uh, considered outrageous. Alien, outrageous. Once you've poured all your love and your heart and your soul into making these guitars, can you bear yourself to part with them? Yeah, 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 you have to. I mean, there's, there's the odd one. I just said that before. There's the odd one you think, I'll never part with it. And then a couple of years down the line, you've made something you like even more and someone comes along with money in their hand and, and it's gone. That's it. And, and, and are they expensive? How much do these retail out compared to a mass-produced ones on the market? The very basic one I do, it starts at 600 Okay, that sounds very reasonable. The materials cost me nothing. Yeah, of course. So that's... Yeah. I have to buy all the hardware and the pickups and the tuners and stuff, but the sure. wood costs me nothing. So, it's, so really, people are getting something that's genuinely handcrafted, but at yeah. a price that's not completely, um, what's the word, like prohibitive. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, of course, I'm relatively new, so I'm deliberately pitching myself fairly cheap. Uh, well, yes. Three in a year's time, I might have doubled my prices. Who knows? <laughs> well, how, how, many, how many have you made so far? I counted it up the other day, and weirdly enough, I think it's, it's 13. Okay. Uh, and this is number 13, which is my bass guitar. Your, your personal bass guitar? My personal bass guitar. I play in a, as well as the band you saw in the video that, that uh, you're going to play later on. I also play a bass and vocals in uh, 
a sort of country rock trio, tongue-in-cheek country rock trio. Oh, like uh, a bit of tongue-in-cheek country rock. Yeah, we're called the Dukes. Uh, imagine if Motorhead played country, that's what we do. Excellent. That's cool. That's really cool. How much space do you need? Uh, do you rely on your uh, the shop at Westbury to keep all the guitars? And do, do you do most of the cutting out there or do you have a big shed at home? No, I've got a big shed at home. Do you want me to give you a quick uh, 360? Yes, please. Right, I can't quite see. That's that's the front door. And you come down, that's the other, down to the end. It's about 25 feet long, something like that. Couple yeah. cutouts of Lemmy. Yeah, yeah. Apparently signed, although the autograph looks a bit suspicious. Signed <laughs> <laughs> by somebody. <laughs> I've never even thought about what you would do with an old uh, piano because you you see them all over the place, don't you? Like in, in yeah. the middle of Bristol, they they put pianos out yeah. for the play in public, and it's a content that we have all these really old pianos that, that people don't want anymore. So it's really good to know there's a project out there, even if it's a one man band project, who, who's found a way of ups, upcycling them to make them into something yeah. really useful. They're just very difficult to dispose of because they are so big and heavy and hard to move around. And it, it only works. I mean, I've met a couple of people who so say, oh, I fancy making a guitar from a piano. I'll buy a piano. I'll get a piano off Recycle. The problem is you could break your Any neck, movement. get the thing home, hire a van, and then find the whole thing's made of poplar. And so it, it's essentially you can make a body out of it if you're lucky. So it, it only works because I have an agreement with them and I'm just allowed to just take whatever bits of a piano has been scrapped. I can take whatever I want off it. I, I guess you're saving them from disposing it of themselves. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's one less bit that goes into landfill. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. So the metal all gets recycled, but the wood, it's, 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 just, it's just poplar. There's nothing what, much. A, what a lot of people probably don't realise is that pianos are actually a... Um, it's, it's a baton that strikes a metal strip of metal isn't it so actually there's quite a lot of metal work that gets scrapped as well on a piano yeah it's about 100 kilos of metal in a piano wow there you go they take when once i've taken the bits off anything that has to be scrapped they take it to the scrap yard and the guys once they've offloaded off the van the guys pick it up on a crane and just drop it and and ceases to be a piano oh they (laughs) that's how that's how they take it apart I mean, Dominic, that is absolutely fascinating. Just remind us where you're based and how people can find out more about you. Uh, well, if you want to find out more about me, we've got a website, which is scavengermusic.co.uk. Uh, I've got a Facebook page, Instagram, uh, Scavenger Music official YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is purely about a thing called the Great Guitar Build-Off, which is like an online guitar building competition. I, I created the YouTube channel for that, so that's all connected with that. But yeah, but I'm actually based down in Dorchester, if you want to come down and try instruments. And so is there any plans to make any other instruments out of a piano? Is it just guitars? I've got quite a way down the line in making an electric mandolin and then realised that I got everything wrong, so I threw it away and started again. So um, oh. mandolin, and what's called a lap steel, which is yes. that sort of country music slide thing. I've got one of those in progress. Tell us about the song you've picked and why. Um, it's called Te, spelled T-E-H. And I'm forbidden to tell you why it's called Te. Uh, and it's by a band called Sock, which was a band I joined in 1990. We did it for two years, had a blast, lost touch with each other, got back in touch oh, about 10 years ago. We were just planning a reunion gig when our drummer died. Talk about oh. I mean, life imitating art, spinal tap style. Our drummer, just previously unknown heart condition, so uh, we got someone else to stand in. We did the gig and decided to carry on going. And uh, I think eight years later, we're still going. We, we shed a guitarist 
temper. We were only a four-piece when we made that video. Uh, I didn't want to mind to the other guy's solo, which is why I, you see me doing something rather different when he gets to the solo. But yeah, we're still going. And our singer is called Vince Venus, and he had five minutes of fame uh, on Britain's Got Talent. If you Google Vince Venus, you'll see what I mean. That track is called Te. It is by Sock, and uh, Sock is uh, Dom's uh, one of Dom's bands. I guess uh, this week, 
<laughs> yeah, why <laughs> not? Great track, great guy, great project he's working on there, recycling old pianos. Yeah, very cool. And crazy <laughs> song to finish with. <laughs> uh, let's uh, get into some news. We've got all kinds of news. I'm going to go first. Go for it. Because I've decided that. Um, okay. I read in the last couple of weeks that Gloucester Guild Hall, the venue uh, in the middle yeah. of Gloucester, is being given nearly quarter of a million pounds for a facelift, 230 grand to do it awesome. up. Awesome. Now, I haven't been to Gloucester Guild Hall for a few years, but it could well do with a liquor painter. It could have done last time I was there. So um, they're obviously going to invest this into making the uh, stage area look better, making the whole venue just give it a nice big facelift and fresh liquor paint, tidy it up a bit, light it up a bit. Hopefully. 250 oh. grand sounds like a lot of money, doesn't it? But obviously, because of the crazy inflation we've got at the moment, it probably won't go as far as you necessarily think. That's still a lot, a lot of money enough to make it certainly look a lot more prettier than it currently does. So I mean, I'm sure it'll go a long way. I'm sure they'll, yeah. they'll make the best, best of every penny. This seems to be a part of a big revamp in Gloucester because the, the railway station is currently one of those like 1960s concrete block things. They're going to re- oh. refacia the railway station and also kind of the, the the square just outside the railway station that's just had a big face of that as a bit of a concrete jungle and they've really greenified it as well recently so Lovely. they're really tarting up the middle of Gloucester and it sounds like the Guildhall is next. Excellent well you know what a lot of our uh, a lot of these southern towns have been neglected for many years mainly because some of the other southern towns got money but places like Gloucester and Trowbridge really dire need of it so I'm really glad that it's happening. I'm going to hand over to you for your news. So, yeah, news, John. For those who are, know, we're already massive fans of a festival called 2000 Trees. And there are five bands that are due to play at 2000 Trees this year have just announced that they're unable to play for one reason or another. And ultimately, it boils down to a combination of Brexit, uh, COVID and Russia. But there's five bands you can't make. It's New Pagans, Warriors, Hundredth, Crossfaith and Bastions. Uh, some of them are based in Ireland, some of them are based further afield, but all of them are unable to play. Um, and I guess this is going to be a mixture of costs involved, you know, being able to get here. Some of them because of international travel restrictions and obviously some of them because of uh, COVID restrictions. So just when we thought we was in the clear, um, I wonder how many other events and festivals this is going to affect. Mm. And the, the bunch of uh, lads who run 2000 Trees are there. They're really on it. They're, they're a really switched on team. Those slots will be filled really quickly with some amazing underground indie bands, guaranteed. Absolutely guaranteed. But we, we always knew this was happening. Like too, obviously, we didn't know what was going to happen in Ukraine. But um, we, we knew that when we were coming out of lockdown that first year, we were going to struggle getting international bands to where we wanted them to be. Yeah. And here we are. It's, it's, it's still it's still part of, of, of the story even now. So, yeah. I've got some more news as well, John. You, you've got about 60 seconds. Go. Uh, the Village Pump in Trowbridge has just agreed with an organisation called Inner Flame, which is a Wiltshire, ba- or a Wiltshire Council-based initiative to get young people uh, work and CV experience and job, job experience building up. And they're going to come to the Village Pump on the Monday the 30th for a few days. That's next week for a few days to help us deep clean and spring clean and give general maintenance to the building so for those who are interested in the pump who will come back in in the coming weeks hopefully it'll look and smell and feel much nicer cleaner spaciously open and lovely and wonderful so there you go i'm really excited about that project and you don't need 230 grand to give your place a facelift and just get some 200 quid so there you go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like we do everything on a budget here anyway um if you want to get in touch your isolation at gmail.com or 
website shareisolation.co.uk or visit all the various podcasting services. Karen, thank you for your time. We will we'll be back here same time next week with more music-based entertainment and chattery. And hopefully some product placement. Uh, you never remember it. Anyway, <laughs> just like Karen, you take it Take easy. care, mate. Love yeah. you, man. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.